I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. An Erio's original. Everybody, it is me, Lydia Greengrass de Avaladejo, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk with me, Lydia Greengrass de Avaladejo. Today is such a special show. I'm talking to big time Hollywood director Andrew DeYoung, and something really special happened. Um, you know, I was talking with Andrew, and you'll hear it, but you know, I kind of bring up the Stephanie Chronicles, and it's you know, if it could be a television show, you know, that's been kind of brewing in the back of my head. And Andrew encouraged me in such a way that I decided to write up a little, a little um, scene from the, the perspective pilot, which is the first show in the string of shows. That would be the pilot episode is what they say is because it's the first, you know, the you know, who's at the head of the plane, it's the pilot. So, you know, it's the first show. So I wrote up a little something. So after my interview with Andrew, I do a reading with my good friend, Keith Cuso, who's been on the show before, who was kind enough to help me out. And, and we, you know, it was great getting it up on its feet. So please stay tuned after my interview to hear uh, the the first episode of the Stephanie Chronicles, uh, you know, a, a scene from that. And otherwise, you know, I hope everyone's having a wonderful Thanksgiving week. I hope the turkeys are flowing. I hope the your tummies are stuffed. And, you know, I, you know, I hope everyone's being careful, most of all. And let's get this show on the road. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk with me, Lydia Greengrass de Alvaladejo. I am your host, Lydia Greengrass de Alvaladejo, and I am so, it is such a special day because we have such a special guest. You know, the industry is a place where, and the industry, I'm talking about Hollywood, um, people, you know, there are actors, there are actresses, there are directors, there are writers, there are there are painters and there are dancers, but the person we're talking to today is someone who does one of the things I just said, and that's directing, and that is a television director, Andrew DeYoung. Andrew, welcome to Let's Talk. Hi, Lydia. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. But I want to talk to you about directing in Hollywood. You're a big time Hollywood guy. And I want to know what it's like. Uh, yeah, thanks. Um, uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a big time Hollywood guy. Well, but... I know that's what they all say. They always say, Oh, no, don't not me. I'm not. And you know, but from the outside looking in, you know, when you're looking at your own reflection in the mirror, you know, you don't say, Oh, that's me in there. You say, Oh, there's another guy over there. You know what I mean? And so, you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not seeing the reflection though. I'm seeing you and I'm saying, well, that guy's the big stuff. And so, thank you. so I'm, you know, how did you get started? What was the, you know, what was the incident where you said, I'm, I need to be a Hollywood director? The incident. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I decided to do it or I wanted to pursue it in like high school and, went to college and just started to make things and a little luck and all that kind of stuff happens. The next mm. thing you know, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're working. And it says that you were, that you were on, uh, you were a gaffer on to each his own. Yeah. That was the first um, kind of place I started. One of the first jobs I had. To each his own. A short drama science fiction. Mm -hmm. Dom and Katie live together and are expecting their first child. One day Katie goes missing. Oh, you're kidding. Dom turns to his neighbor for support. And he goes on to learn that he... That the most important component to living is the soul. <gasps> oh, I love this. So you wrote this and you directed this. Uh, no, actually, it's uh, that was an early job where I was just uh, gaffing on it, which is not 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 really creative um, job in the mo you know in the, how you would think. Um, I don't have anything to do with the story or anything like that. But and what's gaffing? Um. You know, people are still trying to figure it out. 
<laughs> I love that. I love it. I know a lot of people in the business, in my business, which is team building and and uh, self help that are doing yeah. the same thing. No, I'm just playing around. It's it's lighting based. Oh, kind of okay. Yes. Ooh. Now, and and. Andrew, oh, I'm looking here. So, 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 so you're you're you did the Babysitters Club. I did, yeah. The truth about Stacy. Okay, so this is something that's that's coming out soon. Um, it's it's actually out already. <gasps> oh, oh, I can't wait. And so, in this episode, Stacy tries to manage her diabetes. You're kidding, and worries about what people will think when they find out she has it. <gasps> mm-hmm. Ooh. So then, what? So was the actor? Um, you know, was it something on set where it was kind of? I've heard things about a quiet set. You know, where when you're doing serious scenes, you know, people have to be quiet and they have to, you know, stay to the sidelines. Was that kind of what? This seems like a very serious episode. Yeah, well, most people have to be quiet on set because, you know, you're rolling sound and, and you don't want to hear other, you know, you don't want to hear anything else outside of what you're trying to film. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, people were quiet. And, yeah, it was very serious because it's a serious topic, you know, and um, you want to treat it with respect and, and, and not, it's not a light thing. It's very serious look at this then i'm just sophie grace plays christy thomas you know all these young girls that just get into the acting business now were you you know when you were around all of these young babysitter girls you know was there talk of you know that that they had a good head on their shoulders and they were that you know they had parents to take care of them you know what is it you know looking from the outside in is is that something that concerns you? Um, no, they all had parents to take care of them, which which is always good to see. Um, no, they were like little angels who were so talented and sweet and excited oh, to be there. I and, love that. Because you do hear, course. you know, a couple bad apples. You know, some bad apples, you know, like the Drew Barrymores and the and the um the the Brooke Shields and those kinds that are just, you know, kind of they've got a little bit of a little glimmer in their eyes where you just go, Oh, you know, they might be a little older than they, you know, they may be winking, you know, to the audience a little uh-huh. saying, Oh, I know a little more than you do. You know Un- what I mean? Unpack that a little bit. The, the bad apples, what makes you say they, their Brook Shields is a bad apple. Um, you know, just the, the, you know, the strut and the hair, you know, the long mm. hair, and mm-hmm. the, um, you know, the walk and the talk and, you know, you know, some girls, you know, they just have that about them. And then, but I'm looking at these babysitter girls and I'm thinking, well, gosh, you know, this is 2020 right here because these look like just sharp, young, put together gals who seem to have good heads on their shoulders. Yeah, that that's, that's who they are. So Andrew, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking to get into, you know, I do have a, I have a novel I'm writing. Cool. It's a young adult novel. It's called um, The Stephanie Chronicles. The Stephanie Chronicles? 
Yes, it follows Stephanie Smith in her search to find love and life and laughter after her father dies and leaves her his old gray suitcase. And uh, she has to go to boarding school um, where she she meets uh, Danny Fender, who is a, you know, a rough and tumble uh, boy, a no good boy. Mm hmm. And, you know, I had Martin Garrow on the show and I talked to him about, you know, what would it look like as a television show? And then, um, you know, so do you think, you know, let's say I did make the Stephanie Chronicles into a television show, you know, something that was along the lines of the Babysitter's Club. Mm-hmm. Is that something that maybe I would be able to direct? And if so, what? would what does a director do and how and what are the steps yeah i mean the stephanie chronicle sounds great uh, quickly though so she inherits this this gray suitcase this do we gray can, suitcase that darn gray suitcase can, that her father left her um and, her and what's in it i'm dying to hear well, there's nothing in it. It's just a suitcase, and oh. there's nothing in it. Oh, and then okay. She's packing. She's so when we meet Stephanie, it's it's her father has just died because he has he has us uh, he has murdered himself. He has killed himself by slitting his oh. own throat. Oh gosh. And so when we pick up with Stephanie, it's after the funeral, and her and you know her and her stepmother aren't getting along. Mm-hmm. And so she says, you know, I'm going back to boarding school and I, I, you know, I don't think I'll ever see you again. And I'm taking this darn gray suitcase, you know, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, and then she's on the train back to school. And that's when we meet Danny Fender. And, you know, this is where I was thinking that it might be interesting if something happened in space where maybe she, her board, it's a space school or something where it kind of goes interplanetary. Oh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. So you, how much of the book have you written? A couple chapters. Yeah. yeah. There's a really great scene with her and Danny Fender on the, on, on the train where Danny kind of, you know, he calls her bluff because she's, you know, sitting there all kind, you know, just sitting there with her furrowed brow and he goes, you know, lighten up, you know, hmm. Stephanie. And she's never been talked to like that. And so it's this breakdown of, of character. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I think once you put some more material together, um, and it's, you know, you kind of have to have a, some idea of a complete story, um, then you would, you know, team with a producer and then, you know, Mm -hmm. pitch the show to a network and, and, and yeah, sometimes the, uh, creator of the show, if, um, you know, the network believes in them enough can also direct, uh, the show. I, I just think that would be because, yeah. you know, you look at these directors like you mm-hmm. and you just, you know, you have this control over the story. You have mm-hmm. the control over the people and the, and the, you know, you don't, you don't have other people coming in and going, Oh wait, you know, I thought Stephanie was supposed to have freckles, you know? And then you go, well, I don't think so. You know, Stephanie doesn't have freckles, um, you know, so. Yeah, uh, exactly. Know. Exactly. Yeah, the, yeah, you could do, you could do freckles and all kinds of other choices. And, no, she wouldn't have freckles. No, I'm just saying, like as a director, you could kind of add, you could add, add freckles to characters because you have the creative license. So, what is it that you love about directing, Andrew? I mean, it's kind of what we were just talking about. It's fun to be creative and 
and have um, that, you know, create that, that outlet and, and to collaborate and, and um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's to make something is like. Collaboration is such a good word because collaboration in team building, that's, you know, whoa, we, that's a big word right there. That's the word collaborate. Yeah. You just hit on it. And as a director, Andrew, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are the master of ceremonies, aren't you? And so if you're ready to collaborate, well then, gosh, I think everyone else is going to be ready to collaborate too. Uh, yeah. Well, well said, well said. Um, I, I think, you know, like what you, you are, um, a professional in the team building world and, and a set is a team and you really need to be on the same page to be successful. A team. Oh, you're saying so many good words, collaboration team. You know, this is what people don't understand about Hollywood. You know, people look at the Robert Downey Juniors and they say, oh, that's just one guy. That's that guy right there, you know, or the, uh-huh. the Brad Pitts. And they go, oh, that's just one guy. But it's a team, isn't it, Andrew? It's a whole team. You know, you got to be a team player. Yeah, absolutely, Lydia. It's really, it's really necessary to to um, be a leader and and encourage uh, leadership in, in throughout the set as well. So what is your, you know, I, you know, I see on your list here that you're doing a lot of TV shows, you know, what's your dream project? You know, let's say I'm Mr. Hollywood over here or Miss Hollywood. And I say to you, Andrew, come into my office, take a seat, you know, mm-hmm. have a ginger ale. And what's your what's the deal? What's your dream project? Let me, you know, let me empty my pockets here. God, it's such a good question. That always stumps me. Um, but, um, God, I don't know. Maybe, maybe something like the Stephanie, Stephanie, um, Chronicles. You're kidding. So something, you know, uh, you know, a, a tale, a tale as old as time, um, really is just the story of a girl finding herself, you know, and becoming a, you know, a well-developed individual in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that sounds really exciting and and important. I think so too. Yeah. So you know, and and yes, if. That's interesting. And so your dream project would be, you know, just a really great story about, you know, about people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Yes. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know how to put it better. I think like, you know, coming of age stories at any age coming of age yes but at any is, age you know i still am coming of age andrew if you can believe it you know there's no finish line yeah and absolutely because, you know yeah. people always say oh, a coming of age story and they usually mean you know in their teens and then i'm saying well gosh you know i haven't come of age yet believe it or not you know mm-hmm. yeah coming of age at any age is the stories i gravitate to and want to make and um and what movies move you you know what you know it seems like you're very much an a a cinema guy you know mm -hmm. you're a television guy what's the big you know let's go the big three what's the big what's the one two three you know hit this ball out of the park oh lydia that's so 
That is so true. I know. Well, these are, how you know, dare you put me on the spot. Like, how dare you put me on the spot? God, I always, I always get stumped at these kinds of questions. I would say. I'll give you mine. I'll say. Please. Um, I'll say. Hmm, oh, no. I've stumped myself at my own game. Give me just you know, one. I, um, Bridget. Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones Diary. Yes. I love that movie. I love her spunk and I love, oh, I love it. And then, you know, Colin uh, uh, Firth and his, you know, his whole, oh, you know, Bridget, you're not all you think you are, you know, and it's just Mm -hmm. so, it's the classic love story. Yeah. No, it's good. No, have you seen um, uh, Nine Months? With with you, with Hugh, yeah, yes, yes, that's, that's up there with Julian. yeah, that's up there with my. That's probably one of my number ones. No way, Andrew! I don't believe you. I don't believe in rankings. I don't believe in ranking. They're all kind of number one, but yeah, I mean, Hugh's Hugh's huge for me. Hugh's he's huge. so good. He's yeah. so good with his eyes. You know, sometimes you wonder how can someone make so much noise with their eyes. You know mm. what I mean? Well, well, well said. Yeah. So, so what is so? What's I don't believe you that it's nine months because I know it's a chick flick. You know, as they say, let's hear it, Andrew. What's the feel, big a guy? feel good movie? Is a feel good movie for everybody. I love that. See, and I think that's so fun to say something like that because I think that's so true. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think people sometimes get a little afraid to say, oh, yeah, you know, I do like this because maybe they'll be afraid to be judged because there's so much of our li- li- life. Sorry, I have to close close a few tabs here. Um. So what would you say to someone, you know, a young, so say there's a young kid, let's say you are talking to a Stephanie Smith type character who says, Hey, I want to get into the business. What do you say? Do you say run for the hills? Oh, I lost you. I lost you, Lydia. Hello? Yeah, I lost you. You, can you hear me? Yes. Um, You said, what would you say to someone that I lost you? Oh, I was saying to someone who wants to get into in into directing, what would you say? Um, what would I say? I would say like make your own stuff, make a lot of it, find a group of mm-hmm. people that you um, mm-hmm. that you trust and will make stuff with, and you'll support each other. Uh, uh-huh. And and um, yeah, keep going. <gasps> Oh, I love to see now if you should teach a class, you know, because this is all stuff that's just it's such a crossover into the the things that I teach in my in my lectures and you mm-hmm. know, when I do my my seminars. It's all the same. And you see the crossovers. You see, you know, it doesn't matter if you're Mr. You know, if you're if you're you're the real estate guy or you're mm-hmm. the Hollywood guy, it's all the same. You know, it's all it's, dreams. Yes, it's all dreams, and it's the realization of those dreams, and also the you know the realization that you can't do it alone, can you? No, that's a myth. You got to have that a team. A I love teams. Oh, 
Do well, you... I, you, you put such a smile. What was that, Andrew? No, I was curious. Are you a positive thinking person? Like, a, like not, not like do you, do you practice positive thinking in your, in oh, your yes. work? Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, I am all for, you know, half glass, half full, you know, glass is all full, really, you know, there's no half about it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we live this one life. And let's drink, let's drink the glass and let's keep filling it up. I mean, there's no reason to not continuously fill up our cups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. So can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Of course. Oh, I love it. Turning the table. So teamwork, not always yes. a smooth process, right? No. So yeah, how when they call me. Yes. Ah, exactly. They call me. In. Mm-hmm. And th- this is, this is why it's so nice to talk to you because I'm wondering, like, what would you do when you have to deal with a difficult person within your team? That's, that's, um, uh, you know, very important a very important part of the process. Well, that is such a good question. And this is something a lot of people are afraid to ask because they do, you know, it's, you know, when you're doing a seminar with a group of people, you don't want one person going, well, you know, I get all this, Lydia, but what about Joe, Joe uh, bundles over here, or Mr., mm-hmm. you know, Mr., Mr. Guy over here who doesn't want to listen to this stuff. Yeah. And, I'll, and you know, I'll tell you what, it's all about responsibility. You find something that someone can be mm, comfortable in doing. You find something because you know what? A lot of times a person is causing a stir because they can't understand what the heck's going on around them. A lot of times they're going, well, I'm going to, you know, I don't know what to do in this situation. So I'm just going to scream at the top of my lungs. Yeah, exactly. So what you want to do in a setting where you're working as a team is you want to make sure you give responsibility to the, to the person, sorry, I just got a text to the person who's, um, you want to make sure you give responsibility to the person who's making the most noise and you want to give them a job that they're going to feel good about mm, because you know, very it's, smart. it's, and you don't want to say, Oh, they're causing too much of a stir. Put them in the corner. Yeah. You, Andrew, what did they say in that movie? In the, in the big movie, the big, uh, they said, don't put baby in the corner. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And it's because baby was making a lot of noise and baby wasn't going to stand for it, you know? Sure. 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 Um, yeah, no, that is nice. It's a tricky thing for sure. But, but you're, you're giving me the kind of the broad strokes of how to, yes, it's a much bigger picture. And, you know, it does come down to the person, you know, Mm -hmm. I liked, because I'm also a, a self-help you know, guru, uh, just a specialist. And I do do one-on-one self-help sessions and it does help to know the person and know, you know, it, it helps to get inside their mind a little and go, Hmm, what is making this person not want to be a team player? Mm, wow. Because it's different because as you know, you know, we're not all the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was that really kind of, there's something profound in what you just said. Yeah. That really registered with me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's hard a whole, though. And if, you know, yeah, no, it is hard. But as they say, you know, it ain't easy. 
It ain't easy. No, sometimes you get really angry, right? Of course. But, you know, you can't let your anger control you. And sometimes anger is merely just crying that, you know, dry cry, dry crying, dry crying. What ex- just answering a text. What exactly is dry crying? Well, getting angry and screaming. You know, some would say that screaming is just someone asking for help in a very different way. Unless they're actually asking, screaming for help. Of course, but you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Andrew, this has been so illuminating. I am so happy I got to talk to you. I'm going to check out the babysitters club and everything else you're doing here. And, and, um, I'm so excited that you're one of the guys out there, you know, do d- directing. Cause I think you've got, you've got it. Well, that's so nice. Thank you for, um, reaching out and asking me to be on your podcast. I've been, a have known about you for a while. All right. Well, keep up the good work. And until next time, Goodbye. Okay, so welcome back, everybody. This is Lydia Greengrass de Albaladejo again. And, you know, since my interview with Andrew DeYoung, it got me thinking that, you know, I should really try and put Stephanie into action and see what, you know, a script, a television script might actually sound like you know so i have um my friend um oldest friend there is keith Cuso here keith i love that that's your theme song <laughs> So, Keith, thank you so much for helping me out. So I called you and I just said, will you, because I know you're into the arts, you know, you play the bass, but, you know, you're, you you love drama and you, you know, I've always known you to love movies. And I said, would you be willing to play some parts in this little scene I wrote out? I, I fucking love, uh, uh, I love the bass and you know, I love drama. You, I think, if we're going back to uh, the Azusa Pacific days, you know I love drama. You know, you know. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just love being creative and just like, you know, like it's I, like it's not a choice for me. I, I have to do this so I don't go insane. And that's what a lot of artists say, you know. Uh, they they say that they they have to do it or else their minds would explode, their brain would explode, you know. And so that's the 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 vision of a true artist. Absolutely, my my mind would explode. My mind would explode, and I don't know when it would happen. It could happen when I'm at work at GameStop. It could happen when I'm driving, but my mind would explode. And that's scary. So, Keith, what I've sent you here, and you should have the script in front of you, is just a scene. So, the the last time we met Stephanie, she was um she was boarding the spaceship to her boarding school, um because I you know she was blasting off into space for a space field trip. Because I was thinking before it was it all took place on Earth, but then I said, well, what if we looked up to the stars and we sent her into the stars? And so now I've kind of put Stephanie amongst the stars on a spaceship on a very important mission. I love it. I love everything about it. I love acting. 
and I, I love watching movies and I love where you're going with this. And I'm looking at the script right now and I, I have, this is my first time even looking at it. I don't know what happened. So like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be finding out while I read it. And, and that feels like I'm getting launched into space too. I love that. I love that. So yes, I, it's what they call a cold read, which is what I've heard is that, and I learned that from the acting teacher that, that came on my show is it's when you just kind of, you feel it as it goes, you're just feeling as it, as it goes. And, and so Keith, I'm going to read the stage directions. And then if you could, if you could play uh, Dr. Lionel Ladares and uh, Jasmine, Okay, so I'm going like maxed out nerdy professor in this shit. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So you you will you will be playing you will be playing both. And and if I may just let you in on a little backstory. So Dr. Lionel Darius is a very well regarded doctor in space, and he's kind of the head of this of the space school program, and um, he's going to be taking Stephanie under his wing, but then Jasmine is his old favorite. And we're going to learn that, that because Stephanie's new in the space program, that Jasmine maybe isn't so jazzed that, that Lydia's there. Do you think they got GameStop in space? I hope so. I hope so. But if they don't, I know the first guy I'd call to set up shop. (laughs) All right. I think I get it. Uh, I'm ready. I mean, this is my first turn as a uh, as a, as as a thespian, and uh, I mean, none of us know where this is going. So uh, let's 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 blast off. Interior spaceship. Stephanie sits at the command console next to her flight advisor, Doctor Lionel Ladares. The control panel is bright with colors. Each button pertaining to a function for the ship. All systems go for Planet Robin's Bluff. Thank you, Dr. Oh, and I'm playing Stephanie. Thank you, Dr. Ladera's All Systems Go. The rocket shakes as they blast off toward the stars. Stephanie smiles at the roller coaster of a lifetime. Prepare for hyperspeed. The rocket goes into hyperspeed and the stars whiz by. All of a sudden, then, there are... Are, they are in a universe of rainbow colors. Stephanie. I've never seen anything like it. The universe is a magical place. Man, the controls for a moment, would you, Stephanie? I have to check the rear gauge wheels. Copy that, Doctor. Just then, Jasmine comes to the front of the pod. I bet you think you're so special that Dr. Ladera has picked you to help with the takeoff. Not special, Jasmine, just grateful. Don't get too comfortable up here, Stephanie. Before you transferred to the space program, I was the big gal on campus, er, spaceship, and I ran this place. You see, Lionel, I mean, Dr. Ladares, has always put his trust in me. And all of a sudden, you come in here and you think you're all that in a bag of chips? Well, you aren't. Jasmine, maybe we could talk. It seems like you have a problem with me, and I don't understand why. Did you know that my father died a couple weeks ago? I didn't know that. Yes, he did. He slit his own throat with a knife, and I just got back from his funeral. Is that where you got that gray suitcase? Yes. Damn that old gray suitcase. 
Stephanie pulls the suitcase up from the storage compartment at her feet. I'm sorry for your loss. My dad has cancer. What kind? Liver. There are 200,000 U.S. cases per year, and he is one of them. I'm sorry, Jasmine. That's a lot for a young girl to handle. I'm sure it's affecting you in ways you can't even comprehend. Maybe. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe if he passes, I'll get my own gray suitcase to remember him by. Just then, the spaceship rumbles. Sparks start to fly. What's happening? Jasmine rushes to the control panel. It's the fuel throttles. They're clogged! Get the X1 capacitator from the overhead compartment. This baby is going to have to go manual. Dr. Ladera's returns covered in brown goo. Dr. Ladera's, what happened? The fuel throttles. They exploded when I was fixing the rear gauge wheel. This isn't good. Jasmine, tell the students to prepare for landing. Landing? But we aren't even close to planet Robin's Bluff. She points to the electronic map. We will never make it there with the fuel throttles like this. We have to make a crash landing. Stephanie's eyes widened in fear. But according to these calculations, the nearest planet is... Planet Flying Dorn. But isn't that the most dangerous planet in the universe? Yes. Stephanie and Jasmine look at each other. Jasmine gets on the microphone. Class, prepare for emergency landing on planet Flindorn. This should be interesting. Scene. So, I mean, the, the, the thing is, you know, I'd never written a script before, and I just thought that they, the characters kind of flew off the pages. That was incredible. How, how do you, you, you thought of that? You thought, I mean, we're, this is space. We're, we're, you, how, did, how do you do it? I, you know, I've seen the boys love to watch their Star Wars and, you know, I've just been reading up on, you know, I follow the Tesla program and I just think that I kind of get a feel for what it's like up there. You know, I may not know all the technical aspects, but, you know, I sure do, you know, like the rain, you know, the, the universe, the hyperspeed and, you know, that suddenly they're in a universe of rainbows and, you know, all that is just kind of from feeling, feeling out what space could be, you know? I mean, plus it was dense as shit. And I mean, I mean, that is a compliment. Like, like on one hand, like Stephanie's, Stephanie's father, recent Stephanie's father, undoubtedly dealing with his own demons, slitting his own throat, devastating, like already, like tears, uh, thrills, chills, whatever. And but then Jasmine, but then Jasmine being like, not so fast. And I love the the big gal on campus. <laughs> That's I, so it's comedy mixed in with drama too. And I love that she's like, well, not so fast, cowgirl. My dad is one of the 200,000 people in this country dealing with liver cancer. And that's called, that's called a paradox. So I'm blown the F away. How do you, mom, podcaster, life coach, screen writer. This is nuts. I know. Uh, it's very, I mean, I, I really, I just took to it. I don't know. I don't know. I just, you know, it started, they started flowing out of me. And you know why I like it better than doing the, the short, the, sh- the the story, you know, like the novel is that I don't have to write as many words.
Keith, are you there? Yeah. No, I'm just thinking. I, dude, I, they, uh, they tried. You know, I tried reading this thing. People are like, Keith, that's for kids. But I was like, I don't know. I believe the hype, or, or I don't. You know, I'm open minded. I don't, and I, I, I hate labels. I deplore labels. I don't like labels on anything. Like, put a Nightmare on Elm Street in the kids section for all I care. I don't care. But I read this book called Where the Red Fern Grows, and it's just about these goddamn dogs. But, like, I I got turned off by it so quickly because I was like, what is up with all of these words? And, like, uh, you know, someone at work was like, well, Keith, I'm pretty sure that's called a novel. But I was like, I there are only so many hours in the day, and I'm not – I'm not interested. That's why something like a script is so great because it's like now we're talking. Now you have my now you have my attention, and that's what it's so go go. It's go 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 go. You know, there's no time to stop and catch your breath, and that's you know putting Stephanie in this scenario where she doesn't have time to think. You know, she has, doesn't have time to to wander around. She's got to go. You know, the the fuel throttles are clogged, and that's something that she's going to have to deal with, and and her whole class depends on it. Plus, there's mad tension between her and Lionel. Like, I, you have to tell me what happens because that Jasmine wouldn't be so threatened if there were if there weren't fireworks between her and Lionel. And that well, I I'm thinking, you know, it's been my p- plan from day one that he, you know, Lionel turns out to be a homosexual because he's a pilot. Oh, I don't know. I just thought, you know, it was it would be a good way to bring awareness to people you know, is to have a homosexual character. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, wow. What, Keith, I can't thank you enough for doing this. I mean, you brought the characters to life. You stood, you know, I couldn't have played two characters like that, right? You know, and, and to be honest, you brought life to them right off the page. Do you think I have talent? Absolutely, I do. Absolutely, I do. And I know you were thinking of getting those... um those uh glamour shots or you know the you know the, the the pictures and i think you should do that because i think that you're someone that maybe is drawn to the the theater it means so much to me just hearing someone say it like yeah I, i'm i'm in talks with this dude at the yorktown mall and he's like look it's not rocket science we don't even have to do it at the mall like maybe you just come to my house and we snap off a quick roll and and you bring he said bring like two to three looks i guess that's that's what they call it and he's like maybe one of the looks is just you in a kansas city chiefs joe montana jersey and nothing and you know it's long and then and then maybe some socks and nothing else and maybe not socks you know so uh whatever whatever it is that that gets the the people who hire actors to be like, stop the presses. Who is this? Like, is is there sex? Sure, but there's also intrigue. But but there's also the mystery in these glamour shots. So, you know, after today, I'm I, I'm definitely gonna do it. He said, said he said he likes me and he's gonna give me a discount at like eleven hundred. And uh, you know, it might involve uh, some more credit, but uh, you know, some more debt. But um, it's not. It's not really debt, is it? It's an investment, and that's how I should look at it. I think that's such a great idea, and I am so I I am so looking forward to seeing those. And Keith, I can't thank you enough. Uh, you know, I'm going to continue on, and once this 
this uh, television pilot, which is the first of the, you know, the entire show is finished, you'll be, you'll be there. You know, I'd love for you to read for one of the, the who knows, Dr. Lionel Ladera's, you know? Well, Keith, I'm, thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Oh yeah. Powered by ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.